And now, a presentation on the Mental Health News Radio Network. The Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Ryan, that is a freaking awesome question. You are the power, and you do not need anybody's permission. He's the only guy that ever crawled out of a grave where people didn't go, oh, ah! Don't worry, don't be afraid, ever, because this is just a ride. You're, you're a great interviewer. You're one of the best. If this is the best God can do, I am not impressed. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Out of Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Outoflimitsradio.com. I'm your host, Ryan. Tonight, we have a powerful featured guest going to give you all tips and advice you could ever want when it comes to optimizing your physical health. And we always talk about the battle, the battle of consciousness. If your body is not with you, it's it's, it's your car, it's your vehicle to get through life. And you, you need it. You got to strengthen your mind. You got to strengthen your spirit. You got to strengthen your body. Now, this person, our featured guest, obviously the stronger expert on that. I mean, I love going to the gym. I love to lift weights, I'll, and I'll do like a, a lot. But at the same time, I also have like the Jekyll and Hyde personality. When it comes three a.m., like the laws of reality just don't apply to me. And I, I look at the fridge like a mistress, and you know, I go out for a few hours, and then when I wake up in the morning, I, my ass is big. I don't know. I got to work on that. If I could just stop that late night eating, I probably have forty or fifty pounds missing, maybe some abs. But let us begin tonight's show. It's a great honor to welcome to the show today, Jay Campbell. He is an Amazon best-selling author of four books. He's also a podcast host, an influencer. He's got a lot of really interesting insights, not only into how the mind and body work, but some interesting insights in spirituality. You can learn more about Mr. Campbell by going to his website at jcampbell.com. Jay, welcome to our show. Ryan, it's an honor to be here, man. How are you? I'm doing unbelievable. And, uh, you know, I'm excited because there are a lot of interesting things you've covered. One of the books that immediately stands out is you're talking about testosterone, about, you know, if you look at the world today, it seems that we have a lot of men that just don't seem like they're the warrior type. I wonder if it's because of a lack of testosterone. I'm curious what your perspective is on that and... Uh, how important testosterone is for uh, the male mentality and warrior type of persona? Yeah, I mean, it's a great question. Um, you know, if we go back, you know, 80 to 100 years uh, from today, and we look at the total and free testosterone levels of our, for- our forefathers, which, you know, been our grandfathers and some of us for our great grandfathers, uh, they were, Ryan, literally statistically proven to be walking around with three times the testosterone levels of men today. Now, why is that? That is a multifactorial answer, but the best and smartest people in the world when talking about this will say that it's due to the modernization of our society, you know, from the food that we eat to the air that we breathe, from the plastic water bottles that we drink out of, uh, in addition to the blue light from our technology and our screens, uh, the white light from the uh, HID lights in offices, in buildings. So essentially, our endocrine systems are under siege. And due to this siege, uh, men's 
uh, hormone levels and women's, by the way, this is not just a male issue. This is a, this is again, male and female, you know, pretty much all beings um, are being desecrated. And when you have this kind of, uh, you know, hormonal uh, attack or desecration to the endocrine system, you know, suboptimal hormone levels is the natural uh, evolution of what happens to people. And so, yes, you look around in society today and you see, uh, much lower uh, hormones, what I, what I would call uh, hormonal deficiencies in both male and female all over the world. And it really is honestly leading to where we find ourselves today where, you know, a good portion of the population <clears throat> is unhappy and, you know, not feeling optimal, not feeling great, not feeling uh, the way you could feel if you were hormonally optimized. And so a lot of the work that I do uh, in both the books and the podcast, and of course, uh, my other content. In fact, I just launched my course, the first course of its kind yesterday, um, that's actually called Testosterone Optimization Therapy Decoded, but uh, it teaches men and um, women, I I like to say the women that love them, you know, how to optimize their hormones um, to live a level 10 life, but um, it's a very unfortunate situation where we are today, and, you know, the biggest issue, I think, is just the lack of identity, and that is that most men and, again, women don't even realize they have a hormonal deficiency, and if they do seek medical treatment, which not enough do, um, they are seeking it with physicians that don't understand anything about this. Uh, they're not taught about hormone optimization in medical school. Um, they are they are literally left to kind of fend for themselves, and so... The majority of doctors that are out there that do uh, offer the ability to hormonally optimize men and women are, you know, experiential body of practice workers so that they've had to learn on their own uh, for a long time. So it, it's a very difficult situation. Uh, first of all, the recognition and the identification of the problem is, you know, the first and, and primary issue. And then secondarily, in solving for it and that not enough doctors understand how to do this. I'm really glad you brought that up and what you just said. A friend of mine, she says that um, it's probably one of the most overlooked aspects of health and that people need a hormone reset to a degree. And, you know, they're not really, you know, there's a lot of factors that come in there that really impact health. Uh, Some people I know, when it comes to testosterone, they get a shot every month and they get an injection. And um, I've looked into this and apparently there's some side effects to it. You could have problems with your heart or you could uh, affect other people if you if you're around them. Do you what are some of the, do you can you please um are you aware of those kind of treatments and if so, you know, what are some of the treatments you recommend uh, to men to raise their testosterone levels naturally? Well, so um so first off, I'm going to correct you because you have been misinformed like 99% of the public. So, um you cannot raise your testosterone levels naturally in truth in this type of environment that we're in. Again, remember we are being chemically castrated from all angles. Um, you know, some men, some women can optimize naturally through uh, very high-level type A personalities, um, you know, very anal retentive, you know, you know, dial in their nutrition, you know, live a very diligent, very Spartanistic lifestyle. But the average person, you know, who has a busy life, you know, as a, as a husband, as a, as a uh, father, mother, um, you know, sister, it's hard for them to live that type of lifestyle, right? So like the ultimate, as I like to say, tool in the tool belt is, you know, optimizing through hormonal optimization. And, you know, what you have been heard, have you heard, my Ryan, which is, again, 98% of people, is about working with doctors who have absolutely no idea. I mean, I heard you say, like, getting a testosterone injection once a month. I mean, anybody who would get a testosterone injection once a month would end up near death 
because you would literally lower your testosterone lower than you were if you were already suboptimal hormonally. But sadly, the reason you said that is because that's exactly what doctors do because they have no idea what they're doing. So, you know, what I teach and what my books talk about is how to do this the correct way. And fortunately, there are enough doctors out there on the planet, in the planet today that do do this the correct way. I have been using therapeutic testosterone for 22 years of my life, and it literally massively changed my life. And again, as one of the world's leading subject matter experts on it, you know, I can speak, you know, to anyone about it, in, you know, in any way, whether it's a researcher or a doctor or just an average, you know, lay person who doesn't know anything about it. But the majority of men and women today over the age of 40 have suboptimal hormone levels, and they are not being taught how to optimize those hormone levels, whether it's through therapeutic testosterone or nutritional intervention or lifestyle intervention. Um, you know, because again, not enough doctors know this. And again, you know, I, I rang, I harangue what I call the sick care medical industry all the time um, about, you know, the, 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 you know, the, the way this, the, the medical system, and, and let's just call it the insurance subrogated medical system works is they treat symptoms, not the underlying cause, right? So if you want health in your life, you have to be able to diagnose and then ultimately treat the underlying cause because the only way you're actually going to get um, you know, symptom resolution is through treating the underlying cause, but that's not what medicine's about. Medicine is about illness and sickness and treating that. And the only way they can do that is to give people pills, which then lead to other symptoms and other side effects. And it's just on and on it goes. And, you know, before you know it, if you're an average person, you're 60 years old and you're taking 15 or 20 pills that sick care medicine has prescribed to you to, you know, somewhat alleviate all of the symptoms and side effects that you have. So it's a mess. So obviously what I teach is, you know, no, don't do it that way. Find a physician that understands uh, how to actually, again, resolve your underlying symptoms. And most people's underlying symptoms are lifestyle problems. Uh, you know, they're carrying too much body fat. They don't eat correctly. They drink too much alcohol. They eat too much sugar. Their sleep sucks because they're using screens all the time. I mean, most people literally sleep next to their phone uh, by their head, which is radiating their body with electromagnetic frequencies, which is disturbing their sleep patterns and their circadian rhythm. Um, but, but in reality, um, if you find a physician, and again, obviously this is what I teach. This isn't about all my books. It's been all my podcasts, not all of them, but a lot of them, you know, what doctors to work with that are out there in both the United States, North America, and really all over the world that can help people with this kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, most people have no idea that you can utilize therapeutic testosterone, and again, this is for males and females, in a way that will totally and radically up-level your health and extend your life and, uh, and grant you greater immunity and obviously greater muscle strength and lower your body fat and increase your insulin sensitivity and all these other things because, again, there's just a lack of understanding and awareness in the physician community. Excellent. I was just wondering what some of the ways that, like, like three or four different things you'll notice about in your life. I remember listening to an interview with Dr. Eric Berg, and he says that, okay, well, if you, if you decide you want to fast a little while, your testosterone levels increase, and you see an increase, uh, I guess, in your fat burning. And, I, and I've done that, and I've done some fast, and I have noticed I was a, a lot sharper. But, I mean, I, I guess I'd only experienced it for the short period of time. So, uh, from your perspective, exactly. you know, when you do this and you make this a regular habit, what are, like, two or three of the uh, substantial health benefits that one can expect to see? Oh, man, it's, it's life-changing. I mean, I, I tell people this all the time. I mean, I just did a webinar yesterday for a couple hundred guys um, that signed up for the webinar at the course launch about this, and I said, 
99.9% of men and women who optimize their hormones in the right way look at their life as before and after, okay? So to answer your question directly, um, improved cognition, improved energy, way better sleep. Testosterone is lipolytic. Testosterone is dopamine enhancing, so you're going to have a sense of well-being and mood enhancement. Um, I mean, just literally everything in your life is going to be improved if you are an aging person and you are already starting to suffer the natural decline of hormone levels as one ages. Now, obviously, that natural decline is now exacerbated again by the environment, by, again, this cascade of harmful chemicals, blue light, you know, white light, um, and just really everything. You know, they're really known as, they're called EECs, endocrine disrupting chemicals. But, um, you know, anything that will disturb your natural endocrine function is going to throw off your hormones. And, the hormonal system in the human body is a very intricate symphony. And when one thing goes off, whether it's testosterone or thyroid or the pancreas, which is what, you know, usually people have when they have type 2 diabetes, you know, you start feeling miserable. You start feeling run down. You have high levels of inflammation. Uh, and inflammation is what leads to cellular degradation. And then cellular degradation ultimately leads to one of the various diseases of aging, like heart disease, uh, obviously cancer, type 2 diabetes, I mean, on and on it goes. Also neurodegenerative disorders of the brain, which is like Alzheimer's or dementia. You know, all of these things stem from inflammation. And, you know, whether it's systemic or topical inflammation, I mean, you know, inflammation is what causes disease. So optimizing your hormones radically up-levels your life. You, obviously, you also have improved sexual function. Uh, it's a lot easier to hold on to and build muscle uh, the more muscle you have, the more fat you are going to burn while you're sitting there, you know, per unit of, or per, per unit of time. So, you know, essentially optimizing your hormones gives you a new lease on life. And I highly recommend that any man or woman who's listening to this uh, over the age of 30 regularly gets their blood work done so that they can understand, like, their symptoms and they can understand if they are suffering from a deficiency. Because, Ryan, I'm telling you, man, I would assume – you know, the data, the data that we have is from the 60s, but in, the, in, the, in, in like 2019 and 2018, there was some research done by the American Neurologic Association and also the Endocrine Society on the estimated number of people suffering from hormonal deficiencies, and it's basically 50%. So if you're over That's the age amazing. of 40, the like, yeah, if you're over the age of 40, the likelihood that you have some form of a hormonal deficiency is, 50, is one out of two. So again, how do you how do you alleviate for this? How do you control for this? You have to know and get your blood work done. And so I recommend, like I said, anyone who's 30 years or or older, and you know, obviously, old, you know, older people can even do it more. But you should be getting at least one hormone panel done a year to understand what you're working with. On it, and Jake, one thing I love that you you really go into with your teachings, you, you talk about raising your vibration. So I'm curious. If a person is at a lower vibrational frequency, they don't have a lot of love around them, or they are mistreating yeah. parts of their body, and yet they take the initiative to exercise, they take the initiative to treat their body well, are they eventually, are they going to get sick regardless based on their vibrational frequency? I mean, even if they do things that they treat their body well, and they're doing things that would be considered healthy to the body, will they still manifest sickness, disease, because overall the totality of that person's consciousness is at a lower vibrational frequency? Man, that's, an that's an amazing question. Very few people have ever asked me that question. Um, Thank you. So, 
Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, it, you know, from a point, my point of view, and obviously this is more opinionated, but, you know, I've done a lot of work on understanding consciousness and understanding vibrational frequencies and all that stuff. And, you know, it's all I really, that's my jam now. It's pretty much all I spend my time on. Um, if we look at from a base essence standpoint that as beings, we are nothing more than energy and frequency. In fact, you know, the great sages would talk about the awareness that if the only thing that really exists is God and the frequency of God, then we are nothing more than standing waves and vibrating particles of the divine mind, right? So what, what separates us as beings is our will and our intention. So to that question, if you are of a lower vibrational frequency, and unfortunately the planet probably has right now 80% of people um, not vibrating over what would be known as the line of integrity if we're talking about like the you know, map of consciousness, the, the Hawkins scale, where he calibrated, you know, ca- levels of consciousness from zero to a thousand. And 200 is the line of integrity, you know, according to his research and, uh, you know, all the people that uphold his research and use applied kinesiology and muscle testing to uh, test the quantum field of collective human consciousness, 80% of people are not vibrating over the line of integrity. So to, to your question and to that, to the answer, and again, this is my opinion, um, anyone can, uh, can raise their vibration with their will and intention that they want to do it, right? But until you get to a place where you're healthy enough physically that you're not, you know, preoccupied like every single day, all day long with like feeling like shit, suffering, you know, what I, what I like to use is the term vibrating in victimhood, you know, blaming everybody else for your ills, you're really not going to be at a vibrational level where you can, you know, reasonably take ownership and, and accountability for your life, right? Like I like, to, I like to label humanity as like either sovereign, empowered, and free, or dissonant, um, or I'm sorry, dissonant, disempowered, and vibrating in victimhood, which again is kind of like a line in the sand. So you're either accountable this is my fault. Everything that happens to me is on me or you're not accountable and you blame, you know, everything and anything on, you know, societal factors or external, what I call external saviors. So it's, you're, you're one or the other. So if you're a person who is, um, you know, aligned, you take care of your health, you eat well, you, you know, you really, um, you know, give your, your, your uh, physical vessel, um, you know, the love that you, that it deserves you know, absolutely you can increase your vibration and avoid, you know, any of these dissonant diseases, whether it's COVID or, you know, anything, because again, if we're not at base essence, if we really are just energy and we're really not these bodies, then how would energy get a disease? How would energy manifest a physiological disease state like cancer? So in truth, yes, we have these physical bodies, but yes, we're energy beings internal in those physical bodies. And so resistance to energy and, you know, creating negative vibrations by the way we go through life is what ultimately leads to some form of sickness and disease of the physical body. So, you know, in answer to answer your question, it's very difficult for someone to raise their vibration if they are not also in alignment from a physical health standpoint. I'm really glad you said that. Hey, for a long time, Jay, I did not really like health. I wasn't, and then one, and then one year I got really obsessed with it. And I love it. I mean, I love exercising. I love going to the gym. I also love eating at four o'clock in the morning, which is uh, the, the dark side of uh, the the health personality. I guess I'm still going to work on that. But from your perspective, 
what are maybe three things you can eat or drink, things that have a high vibration uh, nutritional component that'll uh, have the, the, a real powerful impact in your body? Because I guess you can you can exercise, you can lift weights, you can do all those other things. But I mean, if, if you're looking at food as, as nutrition, food as life, what are you know three of the uh, things that you recommend that would have the highest vibration? That's a good question. Um, I think, so I have an adage that if God didn't make it, you probably shouldn't eat it. So, you know, the reality is, is that there's so many manufactured and processed foodstuffs on this planet that are not good for us, you know, no matter how good they taste. Um, because they're, again, they're just not built for the human digestive tract or the human, just the human biological systems itself. So, you know, in answer to your question, I mean, you know, this could piss people off. I mean, you know, we have our gut, the human microbiome has evolved over thousands of years, you know, of evolution or just, you know, adaptation, um, you know, of the microbiome itself to, you know, consume what are considered animal proteins. Now, you know, does, do people have to consume animal proteins? No, absolutely not. You know, if you're a vegan, you do it for spiritual purposes, that's cool. But the human digestive system, by and large, again, over the last couple thousand years has definitely, and again, this also depends slightly based on where you're from, but most people, um, you know, north of the equatorial plain have evolved from eating some form of animal protein. So we need protein, obviously, we need the amino acids, we need the B vitamins, we need the choline, we need a lot of other minerals and essential cofactors that come from eating protein. So there has to be some form of protein that people need to consume, again, to maintain uh, a standard of mental health. Now, some people who are vegans uh, can get their protein from pea protein, uh, from hemp protein. I, you know, I would get it from pea. Pea is the most essential form of amino acid that you're going to get, you know, a vegan type of protein. But you obviously have to get some form of protein. So where you get it from, as long as you're getting enough essential amino acids, I think it's fine. Um, as far as other things, um, you know, the yam itself, a sweet potato is an absolutely perfect carbohydrate. So if you need something that's going to replenish muscle glycogen stores, uh, fuel your energy as an energy substrate, you know, a yam is an amazing, um, a, a very perfect food. And then I would say probably, you know, you need some form of essential fatty acid. So some form of you know, like a sunflower seed or an oleic acid or something, you know, something that is a good, healthy fat, you know, avocados. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm hitting, this, it's a tough question, you know, it's a, it's a general question, but it's a, it's a good question, but it's like a tough question. So I'm really just saying you need a, a blend of obviously protein, carbohydrates and fat. So I'm giving you a perfect carbohydrate. I'm telling you that you need to get a perfect blend of proteins to include um, uh, essential aminos, and then my fat would be a very, very healthy fat found naturally in nature, like, again, like a sunflower seed or, you know, an oleic acid, which would be an oil or even an avocado. So that, those would be the three things. I appreciate that. I love avocados, and I know Dr. Mercola recommends them highly. He says they're very great. And, yeah, this past year, I, I got COVID. It wasn't like, you know, easy COVID. It was like, you know, three weeks of hell COVID. <laughs> and that, I don't know, but whatever it was, and, I, and it, it was very intense. And I guess when I got done with it, everyone expected me to run to the arms of uh, the pharmaceutical company and, you know, apologize for not getting the vaccine, which I did not. I probably became more, I probably became more sort of that uh, in my beliefs that I, I will never get that thing, never get the shot, and sure. I'm not going to wear a mask. So I, I'm bringing this to your attention because 
when I went to go see the doctor, I would say that that was probably the time where I knew went positive that I don't trust my doctor because they didn't give right. me anything to help alleviate the symptoms. And I was thinking about some right. of the stuff before, and I really kind of questioned a lot of these other decisions on there. So from your perspective, uh, should people be trusting their doctors? If there are other common things and information that doctors regularly tell their patients that you disagree with, and if so, what are they and why? Yeah, man. Um, so I'm, I'm, I am, uh, that's, that's a loaded question for me. So I think that there are amazing doctors out there, many of which I work with in my you know, life as a hormone optimization subject matter expert, but by and large, what I call the sick care, you know, medical industry, illness medicine, whatever you want to call it is totally garbage. It's unraveling as you and I speak on this show right now. Um, you know, people are afraid to go to their doctors. They're afraid to go to hospitals now, obviously due to what's happened in the last two years with COVID and all the, you know, BS administration. And now we have obviously, you know, what's happening with the V. Um, it's, it's all insane to me. So like, you know, I personally am a huge advocate of, you know, you are your own savior and that the only way you can be your own savior is by, you know, doing the internal you know, work, which, you know, I call mindfulness training, which would be meditation or introspection or contemplation or any of those things. But, you know, when you work on yourself, you know, through those mindfulness practices, you are going to trust yourself. You are not going to give your power away, you know, to the government, to the doctor, you know, think of how many people, Ryan, that you know, and I know right now that are, that will say to you like, but my doctor said, and it's like, oh, yeah. I, I literally am, I'm, I mean, I'm literally like, who gives a F what your doctor said? What about you? What do you say? Do you not know your body and your health and your understanding of who you are better than your doctor? I mean, these people, if you understood what they did now on a day in day out basis, seeing, you know, 50 to 60 patients, you know, 10 patients or eight patients an hour and they have three to five minutes to assess the situation of that person. And then all they do is really just write scripts for drugs and pills and potions. I mean, it's like a sham. Like, so, I mean, again, until people personally take accountability for their health, as I like to say, and I say this all the time, you have to become the proactive scientist of your own health. Okay. Until you take that initiative, then you are going to be led astray by whomever, whether it's your doctor, whether it's a government official, you know, whether it's some guy that, you know, tells you that you have to walk in a certain direction at the airport. I mean, you have to become empowered and, you know, you don't have to be an asshole, but you have to become empowered and you have to realize that you or you alone know more about your health than anybody else. Wow. Glad you said that because again, making think some people just take whatever the doctors say, as verbatim and you know yeah. when i've looked at um i've gone through your site i've read your articles it seems that you really come to a unique perspective compared to other people can you mind if i ask like how did you get on this path where did you attain your wisdom from like what what was your a uh, little bit about your background and how did you come to uh to all this great knowledge yeah thanks man um just you know really self-educated i mean i do have a college degree you know i went to uh, college in uh, South Georgia, a school called Georgia Southwestern University. I was a basketball player there. It, when I was there, it was an NAI school, and then it eventually became a Division II, NCAA Division II school. Uh, but I was always very, you know, interested in com competition, sports, uh, you know, athletics. I was always very athletic. I was always very driven. You know, I ran. 
Uh, I played basketball, baseball, and soccer in my youth, and then, of course, played basketball in college. Um, so I was always just very competitively driven um, in a lot of the things I did. But then uh, what happened to me, you know, to make a very long story short, is that at 29, I was playing an adult men's basketball league in, in California, very competitive. And I got kicked in the testicles in a game, and like eight weeks later, my I started feeling super run down, so I went to a PPO doctor. And, you know, I like to say there are no coincidences in the universe, only um, synchronicities. This doctor referred me to a Harvard-educated Harvard educated endocrinologist. And, you know, essentially, I, the world was changed at that moment in that meeting because, you know, he introduced me. First off, he ran my blood work and he found out that I had um, what would be called uh, type 2 hypogonadism, which is basically uh, subclinical levels of uh, testosterone in my body. So he told me that he could put me on therapeutic testosterone and I'd be right as rain, you know, in eight weeks later. But, you know, first off, go home and talk to your wife. This is back in 1999 when very few people knew about this. He said, go home and talk to your wife to figure out if you guys are okay with this. So my wife was like, yeah, you're cool. You know, you're a smart guy. We'll, we'll figure it out. So I did it. And, you know, eight weeks later, just as he said, I felt absolutely amazing. So he was like, okay, well, I'm going to take you off. And I'm like, no, dude, you're not taking me off this. This is like life changing. So, you know, since that time, because I'm now almost 51 years old, um, I just became this like amazing student of what I would call alchemy, man, like learning, you know, how to master the mind, the body, you know, like taking what I had already known as an athlete and as a competitive you know, very driven person and understanding like hormone optimization, understanding using gray market agents, you know, what, what are called ergogens, nootropics. Like I just became essentially a human guinea pig, um, a biohacker, which is what people would call it nowadays. But back then that, that word wasn't being used. But I just started, you know, experimenting on myself, you know, using various supplements, using various like ergogens. Uh, performance agents, everything that I could really get my hands on to just like, you know, again, biohack my own existence. And after doing that, you know, and working with a number of doctors, staying on therapeutic testosterone, I just really became really a master of all of this stuff. And it really wasn't until I wrote my sixth book uh, in 2019 um, that I decided that, you know, that stuff, you know, the hormones and the fasting and, you know, this health optimization stuff that I became known for, was really secondary to consciousness. And as I told you, you know, and you and I have talked before off air, uh, I went to Peru in 2019 um, with my wife and a couple other people. And dude, the, 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 the frequency, the energy and frequency of the sacred Valley of Peru completely molecularly altered me. And while I was there, I realized that it was all about raising human consciousness. It was all about teaching people how to raise their vibration, why it was so important why it was the only thing that truly mattered, you know, the, all the cool things that I knew and I had learned about biohacking and helping people. And, you know, I'd helped thousands of people, obviously. I mean, really, probably hundreds of thousands of people in my books. Um, it, was, it became secondary. And I, and I told my wife on the plane ride on the Latin America Airlines plane back from uh, Lima, Peru to Los Angeles that I was going to change everything and that my entire focus would be about teaching people how to raise consciousness or raise their vibration. And that's where it's been, bro, since then, you know, I mean, I've been very blessed. Um, I've met all sorts of amazing people. I've, you know, w talked with some of the, like, leaders and consciousness on this planet. And it's really, like, you know, all I do now. Like, I haven't written a book yet on consciousness, but I am going to do a course, hopefully in 2022, on how to, how to raise your vibration. Because I've just, I've learned so much through my meditation work and through my, you know, inner, what I would call my inner sanctum practice of contemplation and stuff like that. And just attaining the still, the still small voice, um, that it's just, 
it, it's everything now for me. So, you know, I'm still able to do, you know, the hormone stuff and I still talk to people and lecture and stuff like that. But uh, my real focus in life now is just on you know, teaching people on the importance of, you know, all of us coming together to raise the collective vibration of this planet. Because, bro, as you know, um, well, you know the planet good. is in a really bad place <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty bad. And um, thank you for sharing your story because I think it's really interesting that you, you did that. And I think, I think you have to be pretty courageous to to go to Peru and to you know, take the, the sacred medicine. I know that um, my teacher, Stuart, well, uh, that was, he was the first person I ever did that with. And he was like, just, just get ready. And yeah. it was really intense, but I, I'm also finding that, you know, because you're, you're very open to these things. There's some people that teach about health and nutrition, but then they don't have like that metaphysical background. And there, because you have the medical metaphysical background, how do you see the world differently in terms of health goes compared to others? Um, it's another great question. Um, so I, you know, so when you have the metaphysical background, you realize that, again, we are not these bodies, right? We are energy and frequency. Again, we're standing waves and vibrating molecules of the divine mind. So when you realize that we're energy and energy is, you know, infinitely ever expanding, it can't be compacted and it can't die. So you, you, you lose the uh, awareness that you're born into this reality that, you know, this physical body is all you have and that at some point it's going to die. So once that awareness is like, you know, overcome, um, and it's because it's obviously not an awareness, it's just an awareness that we have in the third dimension in a physical body, then you are free in my mind to, you know, teach and express at a different level. And so, you know, having that metaphysical awareness that I am a, you know, infinite being, um, I can talk to people about the physical body and the limitations of the physical body in ways that let's say, someone that doesn't have the metaphysical background um, can't, right? Because someone without the metaphysical background or doesn't, let's just say it like this, like when you have an awareness of quantum physics and you understand that, you know, you are a reality creator, that your thoughts become things, that everything that you, uh, you know, focus on tends to manifest, you can start teaching, you know, from a much greater awareness and a much bigger picture than just, you know, the limitations of the five senses, right? Which is the physical body, right? Everything that's about the physical body is what we can see, hear, feel, touch, or smell. So again, all five senses. But when you're outside of the physical body and you're, you know, coming from a multidimensional, again, metaphysical perspective, you can realize that this is not, the body is not everything there is, right? So it's like, you're, you're looking at things from, again, what I call a multi-perceptional awareness. And when you have a multi-perceptional awareness, you realize that like, hey, it's cool that I can use therapeutic testosterone to optimize my physical body, but that's not all there is. Like, you know, what about outside of my body? Like, what is going to happen? Where can I foresee? What can I, you know, talk to people about to get them like excited about like, you know, it's not just this limit, limited existence or finite aspect of being in a physical body. So it's, it's cool, right? Like, cause I don't really do a lot of coaching people one-on-one or individually. I do have private groups that I work with and stuff like that. And I have, you know, some of my teachings, people, um, you know, pay to be in these groups, but you know, to be able to explain to people that like, Hey man, you're not just your physical body. Um, it really gives them a different perspective and it really makes them see a bigger picture than, you know, again, this limited, 
finite third dimensional lens of seeing everything as like, I'm this guy who's 40 years old and I'm going to die in 45 years because that's when my physical body's going to run out. Right. So they start seeing things from a much bigger picture, a much more open perspective that like life is infinite. And so while you're here right now in this now space moment in this, you know, precious present, uh, make the most of it, you know, technically enjoy the ride. I always think back to that Nissan commercial, uh, when you and I were growing up where it was always about life, you know, enjoy the ride. So yeah. I mean, when life was no, when life seemed to be pleasant it. back then when it was just about <laughs> enjoy the ride. Well, I mean, I think, it, I still think it is. I think that it takes each of us, you know, uniquely to create that life. You know, Neville Goddard, the great author and, um, uh, you know, esoteric researcher would, t- would say, create your heaven on earth. Right. And you create your heaven on earth by, you know, your words, your thoughts, and your actions, right? So if you have the ability, even amongst the madness of today, and we both know there's a lot of madness in the world right now, right? But if you still have the ability to create a reality of resonance amidst the madness, and you do, we all have that ability. You just have to be really focused and really able to channel out the negativity and the dissonance, which is at obviously at all angles, right? You definitely cannot be watching the mainstream narrative or paying attention to the news or any of that stuff. Cause it's all fear. It's all fear frequency, which will distract you. So yes, it really right. does take a master in today's day and age, you know, in the year, especially as we go into 2022 to be able to create again, you know, your heaven on earth um, through your thoughts, words, and actions. And anyone can do it. It just takes a lot more work than it maybe did. Like you said, 20 years ago. And for 2022, what are some of the um, biggest challenges you see facing the world at this point? And say for those who love their bodies, for those who love freedom, for those who do not wish to become part of the fear-based uh, collective consciousness that seems to be permeating and infiltrating all aspects of our lives, how, how do those, how does that minority of people uh, stand and what can we do? Yeah. Again, another amazing question. Um, I mean, we have to unite. I mean, you know, um, like attracts like. Uh, I see the world bifurcating. You and I, again, talked about this off the air. Uh, I really honestly do see uh, people who are, again, sovereign, empowered, and free, not willing to you know, donate their body to science, not, uh, not willing to be experimentally vaccinated, you know, with gene therapy or whatever the hell it is. Um, you know, siding with more and more people like that. So, you know, where this goes in 2022, again, my opinion is that it's going to get a lot darker uh, before the dawn comes. And, you know, again, all the ancient texts and, and teachings tell us that. But I see 2022 as a year of massive awakening. I see Again, millions and millions of more people awakening to the reality that nothing is as it seems and that most everything in the mainstream that they've ever been taught is a lie. But there will also be, Ryan, a lot of people that will most likely, what I call, opt out of this dimension, you know, through physical avatar body death because, again, they've been experimented on and they're in fear, right? And that's that's a terrible and a lethal concoction to the physical body when you are deathly afraid and deathly locked up and paralyzed with fear, you know, ultimately that will create disease, that will create sickness, that will create poor health. So I, you know, again, I see 2022, 2023, even as a time where it's a massive, the awakening continues even at a greater scale than it did in 2022, or I'm sorry, 2021, 2020, but there will be a lot of quote unquote darkness because a lot of people are going to go bye-bye. 
Um, and, you know, in that, there will be massive shifting and changing on the planet. You know, we're going to have to deal with a, a smaller population. You know, it will uh, cause a ripple effect in the economic system because obviously there will be a lot less people working. So we are, we are definitely coming upon interesting times. I would personally say that 2022 will make, will quite possibly be, you know, in the last 500 to 1,000 years, like one of the most eye-opening years that we've ever seen. But I, I expect complete massive societal-wide changes and shifts and I see a bigger, you know, alluding to what you were saying, I, I see the people that are responsible for their personal sovereignty aligning and uniting in ways that we can't even comprehend yet. I would not even be surprised to see the United States break. You know, it's like a lot of these coastal population uh, cities and counties and uh, states will uh, probably break off from the United States. You know, some of the states that are obviously much more about the freedom, you know, states like Tennessee and Florida – uh, will also become probably separate or 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 just you know go on their own. But but massive shifts are coming to this planet uh, from a, obviously a collective consciousness frequency. And the people that are on the in the on the side of resonance, you know, the higher vibrators are going to be more aligned, at, just as the people that are vibrating at the lower uh, chakras and lower ends are going to be more aligned. So again, I see a bifurcation. I see a planet that will be massively divided. Um, but I think, again, the natural evolution of, of uh, where this planet goes now. Jake Campbell, and thank you so much for being with us today. And you're, what you just said actually is being echoed by uh, some of the other teachers we've had on. They're, they're, they're all kind of talking about the same thing. So I do wonder if uh, the, you know certain individuals are able to tap into the collective unconscious of what's happening and where things are going to manifest. But uh, really enjoyed your answer. Enjoyed this interview. Again, Jay is a best-selling author. He's a terrific podcast host. You can also work with him, uh, get in shape, change your life. And you can check out his website at jcampbell.com, C-A-M-P-B-E-L-L.com. Learn great articles. Check out some of his products. Jay, thank you so much for being with us. Ryan, I appreciate you, brother. I love you, man. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, everyone, that concludes today's edition of the Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Special thanks to our unbelievable guest, and special thanks, as always, to our virtues, Miss Carrie O'Connor, Miss Constance Dallas, and our social producer, Jenny Lamisa. To learn more about the Outer Limits of Inner Truth, please go to our website at outerlimitsradio.com. And till the next time we meet, my friends, I wish upon you an abundance of peace love, and beers. Take good care and thank you so much for listening. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen.